Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show, where we talk about the science of selling across the areas of demand generation, sales, and sales operation. This show is about doing. We focus on real problems, real solutions with real people, all dedicated to accelerating sales. I'm Gabe Larson. And I'm Steve Error. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show. We're excited to get rocking and rolling today. Steve Ayer, my friend and colleague. We've yeah. got a special guest. Um, we got Steve Squared today, actually. It's, well, Steve's got to stick together. <laughs> Steve's got to stick, stick together. So we've got Steve Bonvasudo. Did I say that right, Steve Bonvasudo? You sure did, Gabe. Pretty close. So Steve's <laughs> joined us from Market Source out there in the greater Atlanta area. Steve, how the heck are you? Doing great today. How about you guys? Good, good. We appreciate you being on the show. Um, Excited to jump into the topic today, but before we do, wanted to touch on a little bit about you and what you're doing over there at MarketSource. Sure thing. I'm the executive director of innovation for MarketSource. My job is to make sure that our sales teams that are out there selling our customers' products and services uh, sell at the highest and uh, highest optimal levels possible. That's actually a really cool title. Um, innovation, I, huh? I, I, I will admit, I have, uh, I have title envy. <laughs> we, we've got a title envy going on. Yeah, Steve and I have interacted a few times. Um, I went out and visited them. Great operation. They've got some killer clients really doing some positive damage in the sales acceleration space. And because of Steve's background, I think he's got some great things to share. In fact, it sounds like, Steve, you've done some really interesting consulting engagements in your tenure. Maybe you could touch on that for a minute. Yeah, I sure will. Um, I think what you're referring to, Gabe, is uh, an engagement that I did uh, some time ago back in the 1990s. I was working with a consulting company, and uh, we had an opportunity to go over to Moscow and work with the uh, deputy minister of statistics for the Russian Federation. So when the Chernobyl accident uh, took place in the 90s, many people were skeptical of um, the Russian government when they said that they didn't know how many people were actually impacted by that accident. So it turns out that they were right. They They had an old system that was reverse engineered by the KGB. And so I went out there for about three weeks and helped them implement a new census system so they could figure out how many people they had in those remote locations. Is that right? That that's that's cowboy days of the that's cowboy town to use a Gabe term. My goodness, that's for, uh, yeah. for the days of, of Russia. Yeah, it was back in the day when the Parliament Building was bombed. In fact, I was there just uh, a few days after and walked by it, and man, it was just. Uh, Pretty hard to believe. Oh, my goodness. I think I learned a, about uh, a couple of those things in school. <laughs> e- easy, Gabe. <laughs> not, to, uh, not to date you here, Steve, but uh, interesting. So, a hey, lot hey, of international Steve's tra- got to sit together. <laughs> Is there, uh, have you done a lot of international travel, a lot of international engagements, or was this kind of a special one-off? Uh, I've done a bunch. Uh, back in the day, I was with a uh, same consulting company, and my territory was uh, – Anchorage, Alaska to Amsterdam, so covered a lot of Alaska. covered a lot of territory. Nice, I love it. Yeah, you know, I did. I think we exchanged stories a little bit. I spent some time overseas. Never did get to Russia. Um, found my way into China and uh, Western Europe, but never into Eastern Europe. So, 
Um, well, I want to jump into the topic. We were going to talk about um, sales in general, but this concept of the art and the science of sales and some of the key levers that you need to be focusing on to really see the sales results that you want. You're around this all the time. Market Source focuses on you know, working with clients, outsourcing inside sales teams um, as one example, certainly a, a lot of other key priorities you guys work on. But what are some of the ways you're seeing this art and science come together to help people see the results that they're really looking for? Yeah, so, you know, we believe in a concept called services half-life, Gabe, and I think you and I talked about that. And so what that really means is when you engage with a customer on a on, a, on an outsourced sales program, uh, the value of our, our service to our customer, the perceived value of our service diminishes by 50% every single year if you don't change, if you don't iterate, um, if you don't drive innovation. And so what, what we came up with is this concept that um, there are really only three levers that you can pull um, to make a salesperson more effective. Uh, number one, you can increase their skill or acumen through instructional design or training. Number two, you can optimize the process by which they sell. And, and what I mean by that is eliminate red time so they can focus more on green time. Mm. And lastly, you can deploy technology, sales enablement technologies, or better information to automate what they do. And so this is, this is nothing That's different. Right. Most companies have business process engineers that are looking at process. Most companies have technologists and most companies have training departments, but at market source, all of those entities are in the innovation center. And so when we look at a sales mission, we look at it through three lenses at the same time and look to pull all three of those levers at the optimum result um, to drive efficiency. That's right. That's right. We, I think we talked about, cause we had a similar vision there. Um, we often talk about kind of people systems and processes and you were um, or I think you said kind of these three, these skill, the, this process concept, and then technology. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is very much like um, the inside sales belief. We talk a lot about people, systems, and processes. So um, talk to us then just a little bit about, let's dive into one of these, uh, maybe the first one on skill. What do you see is where people need to focus in that area? Is there problems or or big areas or low-hanging fruit that you typically coach companies to focus on? Sure. Like, So think about an inside sales environment where somebody is cold calling, for example, and trying to get to the decision maker to sell a product or a service. And what often happens is we're, we're reaching a general number at the organization. And so um, there's a gatekeeper that we need to somehow develop a relationship and uh, and get and get by so that we can reach the right person, the right decision maker. So we, you know, we teach things like uh, leveraging the gatekeeper. We te teach things like the right things to say when you're trying to build a relationship over the telephone because it's a difficult thing to do. And so we, we're constantly providing training and techniques and job aids uh, to help people address things like that. Perfect. For Perfect. So if you, if you, if I. If I forced you into a corner and I said, you know, what's one and it's kind of thinking of our audience here, is there one tip or trick that you've found to be very helpful when kind of coaching people to navigate that those phone conversations? 
You know, it's all about your approach and, and really the first things that you say and you don't want to come across, uh, you know, too salesy and you don't want to appear like a telemarketer because we're not telemarketers, we're salespeople. So uh, a lot of it is the first few things that you say to the person uh, um, to kind of develop that initial rapport if you can. I love it. Um, The concept of rapport building, um, I don't know. I think we've reps got to get better at it because that we talked about that last time, actually, Mr. Air, um, the personalization and relevancy, right? You've got to get to that spot rather than coming off generic or automated. Well, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about personalization in the email. And I think that we cannot, uh, forget that you actually have to have genuine personalization on the phone calls and interactions. I listened to one phone call one time of a rep where he was going through, looking up the schedule so they could plan some time ahead. And you could tell he was trying to get to know the, 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 the lead, the prospect. And he asked the worst question I think he could possibly asked to, quote, break the ice, which is, so how's the weather out there? So generic, so <laughs> un- weather. Personal. Oh, yeah. the weather. I, I've got weather here. You've got weather there? Yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you guys have clouds too. And, and I think you really need to show a genuine interest in the person that you're talking to. I love it. I love it. So let's let's move from kind of the, the skill concept into that second one, which is around the process. I'm a I'm a big process guy. This definitely resonates with me. What 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 are you seeing out there? How are you coaching companies to think about process optimization? So what we do, Gabe, is um, we have industrial engineers, um, folks with uh, degrees from companies like Georgia Tech. And so we we utilize those people like they would be used in a uh, manufacturing environment. So we build out process models. We look at goals and objectives of the program, processes we're going to perform to achieve those goals and objectives. And then we break those down into measurable components. And so we like to identify uh, things that we're going to do that are going to ultimately allow us to accomplish our objectives versus things that we might have to do inefficiencies in a customer environment that may prevent us from hitting those objectives. And so what we model out we model out the day in the life of the sales rep, and then what we do is we customize the CRM to make sure that the technology is aligned with the business process. And so the, the example I like to give is TurboTax. If you've ever used TurboTax, the tool guides you through the things that you need to do to successfully file your taxes. You don't need to be an expert in accounting. And so we, the way we set up your technology at Inside Sales and the way that we set up Salesforce is that it is a tool that our reps need to do the next thing that they have to do to accomplish their job. It's not a tool that they need to go into at the end of the day to demonstrate that they've done something. So uh, it kind of guides them through the process. That's a big takeaway. I mean, we've got to get to a spot where the CRM isn't just an input device. It's also an output device, if that makes sense. I mean, you can't just be dumping stuff in. You've actually got to get something from it. So having seen a lot of these process maps, I love that. I'm a big process map guy. I, in fact, I'm addicted to it. Um, do you find that there's, you know, there, there's kind of typical process problems? I mean, one, for example, being, you know, we're wasting too much time inputting stuff into CRM or, you know, people are wasting too much time in this spot or that spot. Um is, is there typical things you're seeing there? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, so, you know, one of them, 
for example, is in your CRM, you want to be able to make it as seamless as you possibly can for your sales reps. And, and you also want to be able to report on what they're doing so that you can begin to change. And so um, you don't want to put a lot of text in a CRM. You don't need people doing creative writing. So you want to avoid creative writing. And then um, the other thing that we've noticed is you know, if you look at the sales continuum, uh, when people are focused on selling, oftentimes they get sucked into, say, servicing a customer. And so there's usually there are other departments that are supposed to be servicing. And so what we want to do is focus on the things that we need to do to drive sales results. Yeah. Um, it seems like, man, when I map out processes, you know, you start to see a lot of similarities in customer touch points. Customer satisfaction is always places you're going to find deficiencies. So let's jump to that last point. Um, just talking about technologies, you guys are usually on the forefront of adopting great technologies. Um just due to your business um, and what you're trying to do for your clients, what is what have you found to be kind of an optimal technology stack? Is there some great tools? You don't necessarily need to name vendors by name. I mean, certainly InsideSales.com rocks, but outside of InsideSales.com, um, is there certain kind of categories of tools that you would say, hey, if you're serious about optimizing your tech stack, you've got to look kind of here, here, and there. Sure. So, you know, I agree. InsideSales.com rocks. And so we definitely want to make sure that, um, that we definitely want to make sure that we're utilizing that technology as much as we possibly can. Um, but, but take a look at, you know, a, a, a variety of different sales processes. And so there isn't one tool that fits across, you know, all processes. So, um, our philosophy at market source is to iterate fast and furiously. So what we do is, we have a process where we're constantly looking at enabling technologies and developing use cases. And so we'll try a technology for three or four months. Uh, they're normally cloud-based solutions. Um, we'll find the right use case. We'll throw it against the wall. We'll see if it sticks. If it does and we think it's scalable, we'll implement it. Um, and there's a lot out there, as you know, Gabe. I mean, there's thousands of applications uh, out there. And so it's really hard to kind of sift through it. But to answer your question, one in particular that we uh, we really like uh, is a tool that enables one-on-one -on -one coaching between a sales manager and a sales rep. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, you know, every sales rep will tell you that they don't get enough coaching and every sales manager will tell you they spend a lot of time coaching. So, you know, so where is the truth? <laughs> and so, you know, we believe one-on-one -on -one coaching, consistent uh, coaching to drive sales results is is an effective way. And uh, that's one of the tools that we leverage here at, uh, at market source. I love it. So coaching, that's certainly a big problem in this space. Um, do you have a, a kind of a top two, top three? I mean, if besides coaching, is there another go-to that you really like? Love gamification, love that throwdown capability and inside sales.com, you know, generate that, that motivation, that competitive uh, environment is, is great. Um, tools that uh, are used for training. So you had mentioned that one of the things Market Source does is inside sales. We're also um, a large part of our business is also field-based sales. And right. so if you think about it, 
you know, sales manager has 50, 50, 60 sales reps out there in a lot of territories, really hard to drive consistency on a sales process, really hard to drive best results, uh, best practices, and make sure that those are shared. So there's a variety of uh, learning tools out there, video platforms that are used out there to constantly coach uh, sales reps and make sure that um, they have the right qualifications necessary to to, to perform the job. Oh, I love it. Um, and we'll try for the audience out there to try to throw in the show notes, maybe a couple recommended vendors that you could think about for coaching, you know, gamification. And then lastly, certainly some of that training type of stuff. So, so Steve, for the audience, you've got sales leaders or sales experts out there. What's kind of a takeaway or a leave behind that you would uh, uh, tell the group? Yeah, I would just say that, um, you know, you want to get the most out of your CRM. So there's a lot of tools out there. And, you know, a lot of people take this one size fits all to, to CRM implementation. You know, here at MarketSource, it's all about the role because, you know, if you're doing lead gen, that's a specific process. If you're doing lead qualification, that's a different process. You know, if you're, you know, uh, quote to cash, it's a completely different process. And so make sure the tool lines up with the, the real goal and objective and the process of your sales reps. Don't try a one, one size fits all approach and be open minded to those technologies out there. And, you know, just try as many as you can and learn from your mistakes. Uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes when it comes to sales enablement technology. No, I love it. I, I mean, <laughs> I forget every time I talk to Steve, it's like I'm talking to myself, you know, um, I'm like, yeah, I definitely agree to that. Con. I'm remembering sure. our, our conversation about personas, Steve, when I was in Atlanta and some of the, the language we try to use to help our clients nail that same concept. Again, you can't you, you can't apply the InsideSales.com tool set across every role or persona you have to understand you know am i a sales development am i filled in my operation then you tailor it to that and i think the crm to your point plays a big role in that so well steve um again appreciate you being on um if if people wanted to connect or find you uh what would you recommend well you can find me on uh, linkedin and uh, you can find me at um S. Bonvasudo at marketsource.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Steve, uh, Mr. Air, over to you. Great. Well, thank you very much, Steve. And again, great name. Uh, please <laughs> uh, go ahead and uh, everybody subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, you can email us at podcast at insidesales.com. Uh, and you can find uh, Gabe and I both on Twitter. Uh, we're at Gabe Larson and at Steve Error. Um, and then we're also getting the LinkedIn group going. We've got some great uh, conversations going on there. Love to invite everybody listening to go over and find it. Um, maybe put a, a link to it at some point in, in, the, in the show notes. Um, and uh, yeah, any questions? Podcast at InsideSales.com. And uh, with that, let's get at it. <laughs>